Against All Odds is presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook, the greatest sports betting app of all time. Download it, and you must be 21 or older. Mikey Meatballs fiddling with the knobs, baby face, soul, <laughs> soul Jolliman. I like that new name for you, Soul Jolliman. Soul Jolliman producing this mess, that's baby face. I like it. And joining me as always, my wizards of wagering, my gurus of gambling, my barons of betting, my overlords of the odds of degenerate trifecta, Harry, brother Brian, Darren, the parlay kid. What is happening, fellas? What's going on, Sal? Yeah, Sal. What's going on, buddy? I love it. I accidentally stumbled into a great new nickname for Babyface. It's Soul Jolliman. He's got I, soul. What do you think of that, Babyface? This is the only soul I've I've ever had. But this is uh, <laughs> congrats, congrats to me. Thanks. Beautiful. We got it going. Listen, two games this weekend, this Sunday, and then one, and then we're done. Very sad. Then we're just staring at NBA player props and hockey uh, overtime team crushing me just like the Edmonton Oilers did uh, the other night. Good God. Anyway, let's focus on it. Good times here. Extrapoints.com slash arcade. Get yourself a gold cap, hundred bucks prop quiz, play it. You got the games, you got the over-unders, you got the side total and a bunch of props there. Free, free to play. Get yourself a, a nice little prize. Peter King is coming on. Peter King, another writer. Harley kid. I'm sorry. But I got to have another writer on here. I like this one. Uh, wrote for Newsday, <laughs> a paper that I delivered for many years. Harley Kid, I don't think you knew me when I delivered the the newspaper. Did you? No, I'm I sure you were amongst the best of them, Sal. I mean, I maybe was, Dale Rittenhouse, <laughs> number one. You, number was, two. Was Dale good? I had 55 um, clients. What the hell would they call them? I don't know. And on uh, Sunday morning, I'd make uh, subscribers. I'd make... Uh, I can only fit like 17 Sunday uh, editions in the basket and I make like four, three or four or five trips. And uh, yeah, it was cold. It was a good, good job. Yeah. I made like 40 bucks a week. What you had the basket that? on your bike, Sal? Yeah, that's right. I was 13 years old. I made $40 a week. And then I don't think I ever made more than that until <laughs> I was probably 26 or 27. Well, you, you got fired before you could make yeah, more than right. that. From any I had that job. one yeah. summer parlay kid where I had a bunch of jobs where I think I just collected $20. Like, I uh, I famously uh, lied and said I knew how to operate one of those giant mowers, and I didn't. And one of them ended up in a pool, and the guy still paid me. What was his name? It was a Gorsky, good guy, Freddie Gorsky. Freddie Gorsky. I'm sure he's still doing it. Paid me twenty dollars. He's like, "What are you doing?" I'm not kidding. The thing was in the pool. You had to get used to it. If you didn't squeeze it, if you squeezed it, you would think it would go, but you had to squeeze it to stop. <laughs> and I couldn't get used to that. So it ended up in the shallow end. I think I worked at Harrow's pools and I said the chemicals were getting in my lungs. So I had to quit that. I don't know. Honestly, I had like six or seven jobs that summer. Uh, people like interning, uh, doing a good job. But anyway, uh, so I wasn't able to save money. I had to gamble. And that is how I built my empire. And, uh, and now I'm squandering it on these NFL playoffs. Let's start off. Eagles, Harry, two and a half point favorite. This has been steady all week. Two and a half. Everybody, the Niners fans wanted three, but they're like, nope, not so fast. It's two and a half in Philadelphia. The over-under is 46. Um, I'm the lone wolf here with the 49ers, but Harry, I want to hear what you think. You're reasoning with the Eagles. 
Yeah, tough. I, I mean, I love the San Francisco team, but I am going with the Eagles at home. Well-doiled machine, as we saw last week. Well-doiled. Welded and oiled. All right. Uh, you know, when it was fourth and eight and it was seven, nothing in that game last week against the Giants and they went for it and didn't make it. And then Philly went down five plays later, touchdown. They can they can do it to you that quick. That's the game can get away from you that fast with this Eagle offense, the number one rushing attack in the league. Uh, I love the fire from Sirianni uh, chip on his shoulder, maybe a little bit too, since he really should. We discussed earlier this week should be coach of the year. Probably not going to be definitely deserves it. Uh, they got five guys on defense with 10 sacks or more. That's crazy. Led the NFL in sacks, put tons of pressure, blitz Purdy. I think Purdy is just kind of overly due for that one game where it just, everything goes kind of wrong. Uh, I just think Philly at home is too strong. And they get it done. And I think they win by double digits. Definitely overdue for a the very last pick in the draft to screw up in a monumental way. But is he going to do it? And I was saying on extra points, Bry, rookie could just rookie quarterbacks this year. They don't fare well in the conference championship game. They're 0-4 with Sanchez, Flacco, Mm. Big Ben, and Sean King. Sean King, believe it or not, 0-4. And and their numbers in those games are not pretty. But, Were they uh, all on the road too? I'm trying to think. Sanchez was King. I was, think Ben probably. was was that team 15 and one that Roethlisberger team. Oh yeah, I guess they had so. to be home, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, that was against yeah. the, uh, was Patriots. the Patriots. By the yeah. way, no, right, Sean, Sean King was at Washington, Sean, right? Sean King owes me twenty five dollars. By the way, how's that happen? Why he used to bet with me, bet at my place at Red Rock. I let him borrow twenty five bucks and never came back. Oh really? Oh, and so that's not that specific incident, but that's kind of how you got fired, right? Yeah, it's kind of. Yeah, yeah, you shouldn't really be handing over money in a right. casino when you're working there. But he borrowed 25 and never got it back. Interesting. All right, Sean King. Wow. I mean, I'm glad I brought this up, Harry. No touchdowns, two interceptions in that 99 game against uh, against the Washington Redskins at the time. But anyway, so that's that's what it's looking like for rookie quarterbacks in this conference championship game. But this season. Bry, rookie quarterbacks, 22 and 11 and 24 mm. and nine against the spread. This wow. is the season 24 for, and nine. Whoa. Isn't that something? But that's crazy. obviously maybe a different story. God, what do you think? Yeah, I'm big on the Eagles. You know, I I'm actually surprised. I know two and a half at home seems weird, right? So that's essentially saying they think the 49ers are a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Um but right, two really good teams. The weird thing, right? You go through both. I, I think both these teams are really good, but you go through their resumes and you know who the best wins they have against both these teams? The Giants. The Cow- no, the Cowboys. Oh, the Cowboys. Oh, yeah. That's their right. best win. And the Cowboys, right? They were, Dak missed that first Ooh, game, right? Yeah. Too. Yeah. Um, but I do think the Eagles are still really underrated. Like Harry was saying, like defensively, you know, they can rush the passer. Um, offensively, you know, that offensive line has been great. I, it might be a little bit more difficult to run against the 49ers, but then the passing games there, a lot of things Mm -hmm. open up for them and, you know, just playing at home. I think it's going to be tough for, I really think it's going to be tough for Purdy in this game. I, I just, I really, I really think the Eagles are being underrated right now. And I, I have them winning this game. Uh, 27 to 17, like the Eagle Eagles too. If you look at the numbers, uh, 49ers are great against the spread, but they're just three and four against the spread on the road. The, the Eagles right. are seven and three against the spread at home. So, um, yeah, I like them a lot. I would even look at maybe some adjusted lines for them. Maybe, maybe winning this bigger than, uh, I think Vegas is getting slaughtered, uh, with 
to people betting the 49ers is what's going on. That's why the number one seed is only two and a half favorite yeah. at home because what the Niners won 12 in a row. Yeah. I think this is the first time in like a uh, half a century where two teams in the final four have at least 10 game winning streak, uh, Bengals, 10 Niners, 12, mm-hmm. um, Parley kid. I feel like we're going to, I'm, I'm going to bet enough on the 49ers. Cause I have 49ers Bengals in the super bowl. Whoops. I just gave the winner of the next game, but, uh, <laughs> I do think this is a type of game where if you saw one drive out of each team, you could maybe figure it out. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know exactly what you're saying, Sal. Uh, here, this game, obviously, uh, getting off to a fast start is pretty big here. And I think mm. that's what the Eagles are going to be able to do at home is get off to a fast start, They like just like they did against the, uh, the G-Men uh, last uh, weekend. Um, and I, I agree with – Harry and I talked about this last night. Look – I go back to that Cowboys game. Uh, You know, we talked about why, you know, the Cowboys lost. I think they were just a little bit unlucky. Uh, Purdy did make some throws that the Cowboys uh, didn't take advantage of. Uh, Mm -hmm. And the Eagles pass defense is very stout. Uh, And, you know, he hasn't played against some of these. Like the Cowboys, remember the Cowboys pass, their secondary had come into that game really struggling for the most part uh, down the stretch. Uh, and they were able to limit Purdy. Uh, the Cowboys sure defense is the only top 12 defense that Purdy's played this year. I'm until pretty sure now, that. right? Until yes, uh, here until too against the Eagles, mm-hmm. correct? Yeah. Uh, you know, the Cowboys were, and now you got the Eagles. So uh, this is a top-ranked pass defense. I think Purdy and Harry and I talked about this last night. I think, uh, I'm not saying his magic runs out. I still think he plays a pretty good game here. But I do think he's going to throw a big interception that could make the difference in this game hurts. He's a winner. I think he finds a way to win this game. Eagles barely cover 27, 24. All right. You know, uh, it does worry me with Purdy and getting off to a disastrous start against this Eagles defense. And like I said, out of the 22 starters not on defense, but total 18 are pro bowlers or named to the pro bowl or second team, whatever it is. They're all, they're all superstars. Both these teams very, very deep, right? We talked about the weapons for the 49ers, and we'll get into that with props and first touchdown picks. I think Kyle Shanahan's going to be the difference. Uh, you know, Purdy will get it, it. There's no way Shanahan could get as much credit as Purdy, except that he's kind of doing it. He's he's laying out the perfect game plan for Purdy week after week after week. Uh, this is 12 in a row, not with Purdy, but yeah. they've won 12 in a row. Like I said, you still have Christian McCaffrey. I think he's the most explosive player on the field. And I'm going to take San Francisco. Let's not forget, this time last week, we all thought the Giants could upset the Eagles, right? So nobody as good as they look or as good as they looked the week before. The Giants looked like gangbusters uh, their first week against the Vikings. Uh, the Cowboys looked great against Tampa. Both those teams struggled. I think the Eagles will not have the physicality that they did last week, will not be able to push the Niners around like they did uh the Giants. I have this 29-24 49ers. Uh, McCaffrey with a big game and Purdy uh, limiting the turnovers and making this. This will be a fun one either way. Um, all right, props now. Uh, you know what? Everybody's looking at this Purdy one, Parley kid, to throw an interception, um, and which I think is in the 160s, right? Minus 160 for Purdy to throw an interception. Mm. And, you know, that might cash. That's likely to happen too. But at minus 106, you could get Hurts to throw an interception. Um, He's thrown one in two of the last three, but even more importantly, San Francisco defense has forced a pick in five games in a row 
and seven of the last eight. And this is probably the real first real challenge Hertz has had in almost two months, 20 interceptions for San Francisco this season. I think Hertz at minus one Oh six, you don't have to lay that big money and you can get that uh, done. He could also still have a good game, but to throw an interception against this mm. defense, they're all over. We saw what they did. Parley kid. Dak could have had five. Uh, Hertz will have one. That's my prop. Uh, Brother Bry, you have a, a Purdy prop though under. Yeah, I'm going Purdy under 221 and a half passing. You got to lay minus 133. But we talked about before, the Eagles gave up. They were by far the best uh, against the pass this season. They only gave up 176 yards passing, which is which is incredible in this day and age, uh, you know, yeah. and they make it so difficult uh, for you on third and long passing downs. We saw how, how difficult it was for Daniel Jones last week. who only threw for 135 yards in that Giants Eagles game. Uh, mm-hmm. But Purdy, you guys said it before, has yet to really, besides last week has yet to face a really good pass defense. 221 and a half is a lot for a rookie quarterback in a conference championship here. If he goes mm-hmm. over, tip my hat to him. Um, that he went over, but I, I just think it's too much here. So I'm taking the under. You have to do more than tip your hat. You're going to have to pay 133, but whatever. That, that's fine. Yeah, that's, that's fine. fine. Uh, that's fine. Uh, Parlay Kid, what did you write down? Uh, I'm sorry, Harry, what are you writing down? You like, uh, you like Brian Cumble during a real sports interview, <laughs> writing something down. I wrote down. Uh, oh, listen, I mentioned how great, and we know how great the Eagle uh, running game is. I'm going to take Miles Sanders over 51 and a half yards rushing at minus 113. Had 90 last week against the Giants. Averages over five yards a carry. He's going over 60 yards rushing three of his last four games. Last meeting against San Fran, he had over 50 in that meeting. Uh, so over 51 and a half. I think he gets it done here. He was fantastic again, like I said, last week and pretty much all year. I'm just trying to think of what the Niners defense has done to running backs, right? So uh Walker didn't did Walker have a game. I'm trying to I know I know solid, Walker, solid Walker, Walker had Walker at 66. Oh, he did? All right. He should have okay. went under. There. He should have went under. He got that extra carry at the end of the game. Oh, that was the big one. All right. I needed that one. All right. Yes. Parley kid, you have you wrote Gainwell over 11 and a half yards wrestling. This is interesting. <laughs> you, you wrote that on the outline. I know. I'd, I'd love to hear this explanation. Well, I'm a little <laughs> it sounds like a lot of um, practice, sprawling practice, although yeah. you get negative yards that way. I yeah. I, you know, so I just am always thinking about the wrestling uh, yeah. game here. But uh, yeah, Gainwell. Rolling's still in your mind, Darren. You can't get rolling out of your mind. Oh, well, rolling. That... Oh, Scott rolling. Oh, yeah. yeah. Boy, oh, boy. That's I'm still like miffed about that, but at least uh, you know, Rob Parker made me feel a little bit better about that whole thing. But um, well, it's unfixable. I don't know if Rob Parker made me feel better. If if, if you want, if the idea is to get it right at some point, but well, I don't no, know. but now it's screwed up forever now. So yeah, right. Because That's there's I mean. so many yeah. people that won't get in that are better than Roland. But whatever. Um, yeah. uh, here's the guy who will never get into the Hall of Fame, uh, the Football Hall of Fame. But I'm going to take mm-hmm. a prop with him anyway. Kenneth G- Gainwell. <laughs> To go yeah. over 11 and a half yards rushing at mm-hmm. minus 117. Uh, let's let's throw out last week. I mean, he he kind of had some garbage time numbers, but he did have 112 yards, which right. is uh, by far, uh, you know, his best game in his career. But prior, prior to that, 35 yards rushing, 17 yards rushing, 15, 39. So in Five of his last six games, he's gone over 11 and a half yards rushing. If Philly does go up by two scores uh, late in the game, you could see some Gainwell carries. And actually, uh, he might have proven to uh, the Eagles that he can spell Sanders a little bit. 
And the way mm-hmm. this rushing game is, really, if he gets two carries here in this game, maybe three, just give me three, I think he goes over the 11 and a half, and I could cash this very easily. All right. Two carries or two fireman carries? Because you have to still have wrestling. I'm still <laughs> That's saying. Right. All right. That's right. Uh, so there you go. All right. So now first touchdown. Now let me preface this. We're in a we're in a fantasy league. It's very competitive. It's me. It's Harry. It's Bry. It's the Parlay Kid. It's Mikey Meatballs. It's Teddy Spaghetti. It's Baby Face uh, Soul Jolman. And uh, we all pick for every game who's going to score the first touchdown. We could take multiple players. So us giving it out here is kind of got to play a little cat and mouse game here because uh, I don't want to give away what we're doing. But as one of my players, I am going to have George Kittle at plus 950. He's due. He has not scored in the two playoff games uh, so far. None in the last two games, but four in a row before that. Seven touchdowns in those four games. I just think a guy who is uh, so prolific and such a good short threat in a game that is going to have to be a conservative Conservative play uh, in the pass game, I think, for San Francisco. Kittle is a good number at 10 to 1. In this case, plus 950. Give me George Kittle. Uh, Harry, you're also going tight end. Yeah, I've been uh, rolling with the tight ends lately. I'm going to stay with that trend. I'm going to take Dallas Goddard at 8 to 1. Had the first touchdown last week. Also had a first touchdown of the game uh, in the regular season versus Washington. Had five catches last week. Had 12 targets in last year's playoff game against Tampa Bay. Uh, Hertz looks to him plenty. So uh, let's go Goddard at 8-1. to one. All right, Brother Bry, you have Hertz first touchdown, and I can envision it, and I'd love to be able to – he just like – his first touchdowns are weird, or his touchdowns, I should say, when he runs them in. He's, he's never running more than like uh, two and a half miles an hour, right? Yeah, well, Sal, look, Hurts, in terms of rushing, I mean, this guy's been a rushing touchdown machine all season. I mean, he scored last week. But like you said, it is funny. There are times when it looks like he's barely moving, right? And, yeah. he's, still, and he's still able to score. Um, I do think in this game it's going to be a little bit more difficult. San Francisco, if you look at the numbers, San Francisco did limit quarterbacks from rushing this season, although they didn't face a ton of rushing QBs. Mm-hmm. But Hurts Hurt still in his last five games has six rushing touchdowns. He's got what 14 total on the season here. The the thing that's great again for him, if you get, if you get to the one yard line, yeah, there's a good chance. He's just being shoved into the end. Yeah. Zone I was just thinking of that. And so what is he just to score? Is it 140 plus, or uh, I think it was like plus 129. Uh, I, I, was not bad. At, I was looking at that too. I mean, again, he's uh, Again, I, I do think the 49ers, like I said, I think they only gave up two or three rushing touchdowns to quarterbacks this year. Right. But Hertz is a Hertz is gonna be a little bit of a different animal here. But yeah, I, I think either it's a little bit of a play action rollout, similar to how he scored, you know, the other day on like a five yarder. Mm-hmm. Or um, yeah, if he gets if they're inside the one, I if they're inside the one, they're better off letting Hertz do it because the 49ers have been good all season stopping running back. So right. Yeah, I like that. Uh, I like that at uh, plus five fifty. So Hertz at plus five fifty to score first. Play. It went down to plus one nineteen to score a touchdown. Oh, nineteen now, yes. Yeah, so and McCaffrey's down. minus one twenty six. I kind of like both of those. I know they're both mm. favorites, but uh, really, are you uh, are both of those going to be shut? Are you going to get shut out there? Uh, mm. I don't know. I don't think so. Uh, all right, uh, what do we have? Oh, Harley Kid. Now AJ Brown. I thought you didn't like his uh, body language last week. I didn't sell. I that's well, you know how I feel about the receivers. Uh, two things, right? So one, you know, I love taking them mm-hmm. off a bad game, right? So 
AJ Brown had a dreadful game last week. Seemed uh, angry. Uh, also seemed hurt, but uh, he's not listed on the injury report uh, mm-hmm. as of right now. Uh, I guess he had a little bit of a hip injury, but he seems to be healthy. And as long as he's healthy, uh, I think he has a big game at plus 675. I think they try to keep him happy early. I think he gets one early um, to ease the tension or whatever tensions might have been there mm. uh, last game. You always want to make your superstar receiver happy. Brown scores the first one, Sal, plus 675. All right. I, I still, I'm not sure Bry's going with Hertz here. I got it. We have to, for our pool, I'm not sure. I think he's trying to. <laughs> well, it's all we, part of the We had to out the uh, miscommunication. All part of the, all part of yeah. the strategy. Yeah, yeah, I think all we're being hoodwinked here by Brother Bry. <laughs> Uh, all right, uh, let's take a quick break. We still have Peter King coming up, and we have another game to go over, Kansas City, Bengals, and that line during the break will probably shift three points. We'll be right back. Have you been betting with the Caesar Sportsbook and Casino app? If so, keep it up because every bet earns with Caesars rewards. That means win or lose, you're getting closer to amazing perks like game tickets, free stays, bonuses, and more. And if not, well, when you get started, your first bet is on Caesars. Register with promo code OmahaFull and place your first bet up to $1,250. If you win, congrats. If you don't, You'll get your stake back as a free bet. 21 years plus only. Offer valid and must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming only. New users and first $10 or more wager only must register with an eligible promo code. Bet amount of qualifying wager returned only if wager is settled as a loss. Maximum bet credit, $1,250 must be used within 14 days of receipt. Tier credits and reward credits will be added to account within seven days after qualifying wager settles. See Caesars.com slash promos for full terms. Void where prohibited. Know when to stop before you start. If you have a gambling problem in Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, Wyoming, Kansas. Affiliated with Kansas Crossing Casino, call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Licensed to Horseshoe, Bossier, City, and Harris, New Orleans. Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Pennsylvania, affiliated with Harris, Philadelphia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER, which is 1-800-426-2537. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. New York, call 877-8-H-O-P-E-N-Y or text H-O-P-E-N-Y 467-369. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the Launch Your Online Shop stage, to the First Real Life Store stage, all the way to the Did We Just Hit a Million Orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. 
Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. All right, Kansas City home for Cincinnati. I think this is the marquee matchup of the two, although that, like I said, San Francisco, Philadelphia, just deep, 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 talented uh, players. But Kansas City, Cincinnati, that's the one everybody's looking to, mostly because Patrick Mahomes has a, high ankle sprain, not sure how sprained that ankle is. Um, it opened at one and a half chiefs minus one and a half. They didn't get the minus three. So you're like, Oh boy, uh, the odds makers know something here about this ankle. And then the betters pounced Cincinnati went to minus two, uh, a road team minus two in arrowhead with the uncertainty of Patrick Mahomes. And then we saw him practice Wednesday. We saw him practice Thursday. Uh, we're going to get Peter King's thoughts on if he's ready, but the, Chiefs, it is now swung again. The Chiefs are a one-point favorite. 47 and a half is the over-under. Terrible, terrible news. All four of us are on the Bengals. We have not seen anything out of Patrick Mahomes that indicates that he's going to be the victor in this game. We're in love with Joe Burrow. We're, uh, we're sick of the Chiefs not covering, although this would be tough for them to win and not cover. They're 2-12 and 12 in the last 14 AFC games against the spread. Meanwhile, Joe Burrow, 19 and seven against the spread on the road, uh, 16 and one in his last 17 versus non-divisional opponents. Harry, do you want to add some color to this? I have a 26-22 Cincinnati in a good game. Maybe the Chiefs make a game of it, but I just think they're too physical. They're too good. The Chiefs defense didn't show me a ton against the Jaguars. And I think the uh, Bengals, they're just flat out better at this point. Yeah, I got Cincy 31-27. Burrow, look, he's got Mahomes' number. 3-0 and lifetime versus him. Burrow in the playoffs. Eight touchdowns to two picks overall. Just doesn't turn the ball over. Uh, and Bengals, second in the NFL in time of possession. Keep that Chiefs offense off the field. Um, Burrow got a lot of credit last week, and rightfully so, for the performance in Buffalo. But... I did say Mixon needed to have a big game after not doing too much against Baltimore. He was tremendous, had over 100 yards. They had the Bengals. You wouldn't think it. 13 first downs running the ball last week versus the Bills. Hayden Hurst has played a great uh, two playoff games for the Bengals, too. Been an integral part in this offense. Nine catches, over 100 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, Zach Taylor, 5-1 and one now. 5-1 and one in the playoffs. Kansas City's pass defense, 18th in the league. Not the greatest. And I love the secondary. Love the secondary for the Bengals. Bates, Bell, Hilton, even Eli Apple made plays last week. I'm going to go 31-27, a close one. But the Bengals do it again to Mahomes and the Chiefs. Smoking cigars and everything that Eli Apple. Yeah, I'm uh here's the thing I'm a little worried about. I mean, first of all, it's the Chiefs at home and it's Andy Reid and all that, and Patrick Mahomes, and he's crying, and what an emotional uh thing this would be. And I I don't know. I think some people have overdone it and are making it like, well, they're facing um the 25th best quarterback in the league right now in Patrick Mahomes. And that's just not the case. I think if he plays, he's gonna be good but not great. I do worry Farley kid about the offensive line that now we may have over, you know, we may have overcorrected the fact that, okay, the Bengals offensive line woes are fixed. This chiefs team second in the league to our Cowboys, of course, in pressures. So you might see that six or seven sack game. And when we're not used to Joe Burrow turning her over, it might happen by accident. That's the only, that's the path to victory I see for the chiefs. Um, but then again, he got dumped nine times against Tennessee and they won that game. So I'm sticking with Cincinnati. What do you say? 
Yeah, I agree with that, Sal, uh, what you're saying there. But I'm sticking with Cincinnati here, too, g- giving the same score as Harry. And here's the thing. Really? I hmm. But my score is here oh, come on, on our Harry. email. Right. Harry's is not. So he could have easily taken mine. Harry, pick another so you score. Guys, it's right out there, very score. transparent. Mike, I said it to Michael early this morning. I, well, you did? Listen. I did. Mikey Meatballs, we need confirmation. Why would Harry send you a score, but uh, everybody else, uh, well, you waited for the email? Did he send it, Michael? Harry did send me this at 8.48 a.m. Bingo. Oh, man. Nice. All right. Oh, well, man. Harry. That's good. We're both on the same score. It's yeah, fantastic. It, Come on. 31 27. But Sal, Cincy mm-hmm. is the better overall team here. They're better on the defensive side. Cincinnati's defense is not getting enough credit. They're solid in all phases. Offensively, they can run the ball. They run the ball effectively enough with Mixon. And look, and here's the thing is I think the Chiefs, when they to, even though the Bengals, and we're talking about their their pass rush the chiefs are a pretty heavy blitzing team sal and that's how they can get to the quarterback yeah. it's pass really pass pas, pas rush but i actually i know what you're saying, he's, saying yeah. it, he's saying it wrong right. there week 20 <laughs> gotta get it right <laughs> you know what i'm saying you, yeah but and you think is you can't blitz burrow you really can't he right. will eventually make you pay big time if you're going to do that since these line is whatever you want to say about them uh, they seem to get it done when it counts. Burrow is so good at recognizing what the defense uh, is, is showing that him out there. He's, mm-hmm. I think he's going to have a huge game. And they're just a better team right now, especially with Mahomes probably playing a little possum here. He's hurt. So probably know that. So um, Burrow has a big game. That's it. Uh, they're the better team. And and the road doesn't matter to Cincy, right? The, the no. team. You don't like the the road game doesn't bother Cincy. I think they'd rather play on the road. I think they've said they like playing on the road. Cincy wins this game. Harry, 31-27. Um, Brian, I know you're taking Cincinnati 31-27 also, but before we get to I, I'm just thinking, we, who would shock you the most if you saw they threw a pick six? It would be Joe Burrow, right? Only because he, he seems to be getting rid of the ball faster. And so in sync with it, it's like, I, I, he must have a pick six somewhere. I just don't, I can't envision it. I just no, don't he see had, it. Oh, uh, Brian can answer that. I think you were talking oh, about Brian. Brian. So. Oh, no, no, Brian, yeah, I, no, I, no, I, in all honesty, I, I, yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. I think I don't I'd think be, he'll ever throw a pick six again. That's it, what I'm saying. He releases the ball second fastest in the league. Yeah, yeah, earlier two, in the year, one of his first game, the first game or two, he threw one the or two pick sixes. Now you can't go by that parlay kid. Come on. <laughs> this is the new Joe Burrow. This is How a did new the Cowboys. One. The Cowboys beat them with Cooper. I know. Rush, so. I know. Oh, for God's sakes. All right. <laughs> well, that makes me a little less confident. Uh, everyone's 31, 27 pick. But Brian, you like, uh, you like since you do like the over, right? I like the over. Yeah. I have a 27, 23. And look, I will mm-hmm. say, I wish one, you know, I wish one of us would take the chiefs. You know, I we know. all jinxed, we all jinxed the giants last week when we were mm-hmm. all on them. Although I don't think we've been as bad as we think this season when we've all been on the same team. We, we were, were all on, on Cincy we're all though on last Georgia. week, weren't we? We were on Georgia. We were on Georgia. We did have Cincinnati last week, right? Yeah, we did all have Cincy. Yeah, yeah. Well, like we're not said, throwing pick sixes, that's for sure. Yeah, like you said, all the great numbers against the spread, eight and two on the road against the yep. spread this season. They just seem to have the Chiefs number. And look, everything seems positive with Mahomes, but you know, like you guys were saying, that the 
Bengals defense just doesn't get enough credit. They've given the Chiefs problems now for three three straight games here. Um, and look, they had a perfect game last week. I will say, Sal, what you were saying um, could be correct, right? When you talk about the offensive line, it's almost like they corrected it last week. But look, they ran the mm-hmm. ball well, which is easier to it's easier to run block, right? Uh, with backup linemen and and the fact that there was snow that probably limits the amount of pass rushers mm-hmm. on the other team. And the bills didn't have a pass rush anymore. So I, I'm, I'm assuming the chiefs are going to be able to do a little bit of a better job here, but I still think uh Bengals win 27, 23 and look, they're getting a point. So if you want to tease them now, again, you can tease them up to eight, right. four, seven or eight. Which yeah. Really worried oh, about. Boy. But, um, I just don't know what I would tease them with. Yeah. Take the six and a half point teaser, get it up to seven and a half. Do it with the Niners. That's uh, uh, that's what I'm doing. Uh, uh, that's uh, that's how I'm doing it. Well, listen, um, yeah, Joe Burrow, and I'll tell you one thing about this Bengals team. There's not going to be one player on that roster that's intimidated about right. going into Kansas City, right? That That is right. for damn sure. I so, shouldn't say um, this, Sal. I, I got something to say. I shouldn't say this, though. I really shouldn't. No, no. There was a big, big, big try-by in there that goes against us. <laughs> oh, There's a big on. try-by. Uh, my bet it. of the year, my NFL play of the year was the Bills over the Chiefs. And the Bills won in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. And then Cincy rolls the Bills. Mm-hmm. So Cincy should roll Kansas or Cincy should roll Kansas City. We go the other way, Kansas City over Cincy, but I'm not doing it. I'm just saying okay, good. there's a try by out there. Good, good, good. I'm I'm glad you um, finally recognize this ridiculous theory is just that ridiculous. And uh, there are so many other factors to point to. All right. And in fact, I'm putting more on Cincinnati now, nice. now that I heard that. Now, that said, my favorite prop in this game, and my reasoning is not going to be sound here. You're going to think you're listening to Harry. Is Travis Kelsey longest reception over 22 and a half. It's minus 127. Now, last week, when he set the record with 14 catches, and the longest was only 15 yards, which is almost impossible parlay yeah. kid, right for uh any position player but a tight end um only twice in the last six games has he broken 23 for a longest catch on the year it's much better 10 out of 17 games but here's how it's going to work he's going to have to have a similar game to the 14 catch game that he did last week and it's not going to be there's a few of those that henny threw that were before the sticks they were like two or three yard passes mahomes is still going to go to him He's going to hit him a dozen times and he has to break one tackle. He's yeah. going to break one tackle parlay kid. I just think it's funny because he's not going to have 25 catches where he doesn't have a 22 and a half yard catch. You know what I'm saying? So uh, I think I agree. he's going to be right up there. Just break one tackle for me, Kelsey, and then go to sleep. Chiefs offense. That'll be it over 22 and a half longest reception. That is my prop uh, parlay kid. What you got? Yeah, I'm going to be taking the other tight end here. Uh, and Hurst uh, over 34 and a half yards receiving the Cincinnati and the uh, two playoff games so far, he's averaging 52 yards receiving per game. He's right around the 30 plus number uh, in most games here, but he seems to be really becoming uh, a security blanket here for Burrow uh, when, uh, you know, Chase and Higgins and even Boyd uh, are being covered. Uh, you know, Hurst has been re- very reliable, very shorthanded. Pretty good mm-hmm. with the ball, too. Uh, again, after the catch, 34 and a half yards. First, I'll take the over. He's averaging 52 yards so far through the first two playoff games. 
All right. Uh, Brian, a lot of talk about mixing uh, back on track with this offensive line. You like them over rushing yards, right? Yeah. Over 58 and a half rushing yards. I think that's low. Um, I, the Bengals really had a great game plan offensively last week and, and they've kind of had that all season, at least during this run here. And that, you know, they know they need to run the ball to be effective in these games easier to run. Like I said, with backup linemen in there, but I'd expect Mixon in this one to still get 17 to 20 carries in this game. Against the Bills was 20 for 105. Last year in the playoffs against the Chiefs was 21 for 88. When Piron, the last game he missed against the Chiefs this season, but Piron was 21 for 106 against the Chiefs yep. with, with Mixon out. So, I you know, 58 and a half, I think, you know, Mixon, it seems to come up. I've gone under before with Mixon and gotten burned with him. I, I think he comes up uh, pretty big again in this one. All right, Harry, this is... Uh... Are you banking on Mahomes just getting an early exit here under 284 and a half? No, I'm not, but I'm still going. Listen, two days ago it was 275 and a half, and then the news came out where he seemed to be okay. So now it shot up nine points or nine yards. I still like it. I still I loved it then. I love it still at minus 129, under 284 and a half passing yards. Obviously missed a little bit of time last week with that ankle sprain, finished with 195. And he's gone over, forget about 275, he's gone over 225 only once in his mm. last four games. Once in his last four games, 225. Since he D held Josh Allen under 275 last week, they held Huntley to 226 for Baltimore. I think it's a situation where, yeah, limit, cut down Kelsey's catches, maybe cut it in half, 14 to 7. Uh, probably most underrated linebacker in the NFL is Logan Wilson. Put him on him, make him stick to him, have him get some help from safety Von Bell, who was third in tackles on the Bengals. Limit Kelsey's catches and being able to explode. Like I said, only 15 yards was his biggest catch last week. I'm going under 284 and a half, and we don't know if Mahomes does play the whole game. Yeah, that's true. You are getting that bonus. Boy, it really does take them a long that that stat you said for 220 yards is really crazy, but it takes them a long time to score, right? There's no there's no 14 nothing with nine minutes left in the first quarter anymore. That's for sure, right? These are now 12, 13 play drive. You know, I was thinking, Brian, are we missing? I was listening to Harry, maybe Pacheco over rushing yards. Maybe he gets like yeah. 16 carries or something. You ran hard last week. Yeah. Does run hard. It's minus well, his, 133 for the over. But what's his over? What, what's his 47 over? half, which is the same as um who, who did you have at 47 half? And the and the other then you have isn't there uh then somebody else at 47 and a half that we just went over? No. At 51. Uh, 51 yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, but Jacob, yeah. what do you have? He had like 78, right? Or do you have more of that than last week? Yeah, maybe? Yeah, I mean, you know, Sanders is 51 and a half. I know it's a different game, but I don't know. They they may really have to lean on him. Uh, so anyway, all right, let's check that out. Now, first touchdown. I feel like Bri is throwing us for a loop here because of our fantasy thing. Yeah. Yeah. I may be doing the same thing here. Um, <laughs> boy, 11 to one. He has five touchdowns on the year. He hasn't scored in, uh, any playoff <laughs> games and, uh, that's what I'm going with. Great. There you go. Tyler Boyd, Harry. <laughs> I'm going to go right back. Uh, listen, I said, I'm uh, on tight ends. I'm going with, uh, Hayden Hurst um, mm -hmm. at 12 to one uh, in the playoffs. Hurst actually has more catches and more targets than Boyd and Hagan yeah. so far. He had the second since he touched down last week versus mm. Buffalo. And he has gotten six targets in his last three playoff games played uh, each. So I'm going to go 12 to one. I think that's pretty good for All Hurst. Right. 
You know what? Maybe I changed my mind. Maybe I won't go Boyd. Maybe I'll go Hurst. All right, brother Bry, what do you like? Yeah, I'm taking. I, I, well, I, I hope you got this right. On I sent out a second ago, Chase, but right? I'm, yeah, I'm taking. Yeah. yeah, I'm taking Chase. Look, I think I, I might have had him. Did I have him in the last two pools? But look, first mm. touchdown in the last two games for the Bengals in the playoffs. Right, he scored last week. The first one, the week before, he scored. Uh, the oh. first one has a touchdown in three straight games. Has a touchdown in five of his last six games. Um, you know, he's. It's weird, like. I, I would think if the, you know, if they're on inside the even 10 or five, mm-hmm. he's, Burrow just looks like he's looking for chase and he's actually, it used to be more in the corner of the end zone. Now he's looking from the middle of the field here. So um, yeah, no, I, I think he probably should have the worst odds maybe here chasing this game here. Right. I, look, it's, it's okay. If we're all going to be on the Bengals, it's probably dumb that we're all on the Bengals first touchdown though. Yeah, you're right. I'm looking at that now because Parlay Kid has bro. I will say Chase, I think you're correct in saying as great as he was and has been, he's even more valuable now that the Bengals are forced and Joe Burrow's forced to, you know, figure out a quicker release, right? Yeah. And in the middle of the field. And like you said, at the eight yard line, that's nice value. You know, maybe I'll take Chase. Forget Boyd. Let's see. Maybe you'll just, you won't know. You won't know until Sunday. All right, Parlay Kid, Burrow. 14 and one, it's going to be like, ha ah, ah, look at this. This is what a quarterback looks like who can run. You think there's going to be some taunting going on there? Yeah. Why not? So 14 <laughs> to one for Burroughs got five touchdowns this year, uh, rushing wise. Uh, and mm. he has one in the playoffs so far. So six total on the season. Um, he's always a threat around the goal line, pretty good at sneaking the ball, but also pretty good at scampering in mm. from, uh, for a short, for a short run. I'll take Burrow at 14 to one. He's as good as any odds I'm going to get here. Um, let's hit one. All right. There you go. And we may not believe in any of those because again, we're just jockeying for position in this pool. We're in uh, big, big money. So anyway, Hey, we have Peter King, the great Peter King coming up after this break. Now let's talk about the play of the week, the pressure to follow up hypnotic and cognac weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. All right. For several decades, our next guest has given myself and millions of fans a reason to look forward to waking up on Monday with his always insightful column, Football Morning in America. He's a three-time National Sports Writer of the Year. Let's give a hearty Newman to NBC Sports Pro Football Talks, Peter King. What's happening, Peter? Hey, great to be on with you. I uh, I didn't know. I mean, I, I I was a little I'm a little intimidated about coming on because I'm not funny. I'm not quippy. 
I don't say anything where anybody is even going to give a slight guffaw. So I apologize in advance. I'm not going to be able to match your wit. Let me respectfully disagree because I get a good uh, belly laugh at least two to three times e- each Monday morning from your column. So uh, and I well, think it'll I think it'll translate here. But l- let me also further kiss your rear end a little. I- I'm going to go through my boring itinerary and I promise there's a compliment at the end. But uh, you need to know what an inspiration you are to football junkies like myself. So uh, I'm on the West Coast. So l- let me just give you a-, a typical Sunday when there's like a London game. So I'm up at 6 a.m. I get my fantasy lineups and my bets in, and then I watch three windows of games like you do. And I have TV set up so that I could, I could view all the games like a, like a deranged air traffic controller. (laughs) And then typically I have to do audio hits throughout the day. And then I knock out the night game and I write up an outline for the BS pod. And then from eight 30 to 10 30, I do the guest aligns podcast with Bill Simmons. And I'm completely fried before the week (laughs) even begins. And I think to myself at at 11 PM, I'm thinking, Peter King still has about three hours of writing to do. And that's how I don't know how you're actually doing it on on some of these days or just anymore. Really? Are you are you max? Which drugs are you mixing with your caffeine? I need to know. Listen, it's what hey, Sal, listen, I, I just will say this. I I'm 65 years old and I have started to think the last few weeks. I said this I'm not staying up to four o'clock in the morning anymore. <laughs> I'm just not. It's you know what? It's different. Staying up till four o'clock in the morning watching in the last two hours or you're watching Perry Mason reruns. Okay. It's, it's, but you're up till four o'clock in the morning and you're trying to write about, uh, you know, trying to make sense of why is Brock Purdy eight and O with three interceptions and zero fumbles (laughs) in 32 quarters. How, How is this humanly possible with this guy who nobody wanted? And so yeah, that, really is the test. And I don't really know other than the fact, I I will say this, most days during the week right now, like last night, I went to bed at 845. Mm -hmm. And many days during the, I am never in bed after like 945, never, except when I have to be, you know, I'm, you know, Saturday night, I usually write pretty late. And I get some sleep and then I get up and then it's an all day sucker on Sunday. So, you know, I don't know. Every, all jobs have little quirks, peccadillos. That's really about the only one I have. I've got a, a very yeah. enjoyable job. Well, the, I, I do want to get into that. And by the way, that surprises me, the early bedtime, because the Seinfeld reruns usually out here, at least, don't start until 10 o'clock. No, so but I mean, out. I'm a Netflix <laughs> Seinfeld guy. Uh, OK, I got you. Yeah, I, got I just you. watched all- Ass Man the other night. Oh, yeah. Terrific. (laughs) They're all so good. They're all so good. Uh, But listen, I want to talk about this because I think it's way harder now than it was 25 years ago. Maybe this isn't even a a revelation, but in in some aspects, it's easier. You could send chunks of your column at a time. You could email instantly and be pretty confident that it's not going to get lost. Whereas 25 years ago, you didn't have that luxury. But first of all, now you have to be, you know, what do you have to do? You have to, first of all, you're competing with a lot more people, a lot more experts. Forget yeah. about the people who just the idiots who write into the mailbag, who I imagine are much more vicious just because of the climate of the country and people thinking they're allowed to be. Uh, how about uh, this one? Hey, Sal, yeah, Sal, how ahead. about this one? So last weekend, uh, I had uh, I had a memorial service to attend in Riverside, California. 
mm-hmm. at two o'clock on Friday afternoon. I right. took the red eye back. I live in uh-huh. Brooklyn, took the red eye back to New York. I took the train down to Philly. I was on uh, the NBC pregame show before Chiefs Jags at 315. Then I covered that game. Um, and uh, I stayed till like I talked to Jalen Hurts until like 10 after 12, which was only 10 minutes, but it was right around midnight. I go right. back to my hotel, go to bed. Two and a half hours later, the alarm rings. I get on the plane. I go to San Jose. I go cover the 49ers, blah, 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 blah. I go home. I pour myself into bed as soon as I walk in the door Monday night, and I'm just dead. And so I get this email Monday morning, and he goes, typical king, shortchanging the Bengals <laughs> in your column on Monday. I always know you hate the Bengals. You know, and I just said, okay. You can't win. <laughs> Is that you probably never could win even 20 years ago, no. whatever uh, you were, but, but it's much worse now, right? Cause everyone's an expert. It's a lot worse now. And it's, you know, I'll tell you what else is, is bad, Sal. Like this week, I just wrote in my column, you know, Adam Schefter had a great nugget about Aaron Rodgers. He says, I think there's a significant chance he could be traded. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that I had no idea about that. I didn't know. And so I wrote about it on Monday and I basically said, hey, logical question, logical thing. I mean, where's he going to go? Who would pay what for him? And I just said, hey, if I had to guess, I'd say the Packers, and this is just a guess, would probably want two twos. They'd start or two ones. They'd probably start off wanting two ones. And if I had to guess, man, I I think Woody Johnson of the Jets will be, uh, you know, will be a pursuer. But that's just a guess. Right. So so the bad thing is all these people who don't cover the NFL, who just sit around and, you know, basically they aggregate in tweets off of somebody's column or what somebody writes are saying that I'm reporting that the Packers want two ones. And I'm reporting that Woody (laughs) Johnson is going after Aaron Rodgers. I haven't talked to anybody in either organization. I don't know. We'll see. (laughs) But that is what today's that's what has happened today, that those kind of stories end up getting legs, even though I'm out there friggin' throwing dice at the wall right. and having no idea what's going to happen and just literally trying to make an educated guess. This is how much power you yield. And yet this morning, probably about a half hour ago, it was announced that the Jets hired Nathaniel Hackett. And yeah, so. Yeah. So first of all, it's looking, I don't know how many times, as far as an OC goes, he's probably one of the best you can get, but he's also, how many times can you promise to bring the prettiest girl in town to the keg party before it, it doesn't happen and people are onto it? Which, if you're the Jets, do you take that? You, 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 I mean, I think you suggested that you do take that, two first rounders for Aaron Rodgers. I, you know, look, I don't know. I I tend to think that the Jets would say, there's no way we're paying that now. It'd be one thing if the Packers said, we're going to pay, you pay the the cap number over the next two years. His cap numbers the next two years are very reasonable. They amount to 48.3 million total, but there's a lot of money, a lot of guaranteed money and bonuses uh, that's due uh, some of it this year, some of it next year. So if, if the Packers would say, we'll pay the bonuses, if I were the Jets, I might say, I'll give you a one and a two for him because 
And, and I think a lot of people are going to say essentially that he's 39 years old. We're not paying that for a 39 year old quarterback. And I get it. I totally understand. And if you don't think he's worth it, I'm not sure he's worth it either. But if you're Woody Johnson, you haven't had a great quarterback. Now you had Favre for one year. We basically, you know what? You had Favre for 10, 10 weeks. Then he tore mm-hmm. his biceps and he didn't even make the playoffs. But just remember going back to Favre in 2008, the Jets were eight and three and the 11th game, the, they beat the 10 and 0 Titans in Nashville. And mm-hmm. Favre uh, screwed up his arm and he wasn't the same the rest of the year. They didn't make the playoffs. But but again, that's really that would be a coincidence if the other great Packer quarterback also went to the Jets. But yeah. if you're you have to put yourself in Woody Johnson's shoes. I mean, this team, this franchise has not had a great quarterback since Joe Namath. And, you know, you have to say, well, would I gamble that this guy will play for three years for me? And whatever it costs for him for three years, he'd be worth it. Who knows? I don't know if he'll do it or not, but well, yeah, you know, so I think Johnson's that's no, sorry, sorry to uh, interrupt, but yeah, I think probably about 18 teams would take Aaron Rodgers for three years if they knew they were getting. I don't even think it's the talent thing. I wonder if it's just the drama surrounding this time of year, every year for those three years where he has to decide if he's going to leave and how much you're on the hook for the salary for years two and three. If he does, doesn't that factor in? more than even the talent matchup and how much you can get or if Derek Carr is worth it or Aaron Rodgers. It's, I think that's the big consideration, no? It's, it's kind of interesting how history is repeating itself. You know yeah. why Mike McCarthy and Ted Thompson 15 years ago gave Brett Favre an ultimatum? Because is this a joke? Say, Are you setting up were, a joke? No. Okay, I'm, so, I'm sorry. They, and they <laughs> did give him an ultimatum. You go back yeah. and, and, and read about it at the time. Mm-hmm. They gave Brett Favre an ultimatum. We need to know early in the offseason whether you're coming back or not. And right. he was forced to make a decision, I think, by March 10. And he decided, I'm going to retire. So he wasn't convinced that he should retire at the time. But anyway... He said, I'm going to retire. And two months later, he's saying, what have I done? It's a dumb thing. I shouldn't say that. I want to go back. And the Packers said, too late. We got Aaron. We told Aaron Rodgers it's his job. Uh, you know, if you want to play, we will consider sending you elsewhere. And he goes, I, I want my freedom. I want to go play for the Vikings. Or he didn't tell them that at the time, but that's what he wanted. And they said no, and rightfully so. I mean, can you imagine... Yeah. Far Ted Thompson, he would have been hung in effigy and maybe worse in yeah. Green Bay if uh if, if Favre goes to the purple. Minnesota, uh, right. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I I don't know. I, I truly don't know what'll happen in this case. And I don't know if Aaron Rodgers is truly he likes Nathaniel Hackett, but I don't know how tight he is with him. And yeah. and look, you're right. It is a drama show with Rodgers. But, you know, if the New York Jets could solve their quarterback dilemma for, let's say, two minimum two, uh, maximum four years and feel good about it, I think I think and I don't even know if that if Rodgers would be willing to commit to that. But if, if he if he was willing to commit to that, I could see Woody Johnson doing it. Yeah, I mean, it would it would send New York in a frenzy. It would be 
Very, very big move for them, for sure. And probably worth it now. But then you think about it and you talked about Brock Purdy and, you know, Shanahan basically said, oh, yeah, well, I mean, there was an injury there for or two for this to happen. But he said, give me the last pick in the draft. I'll take you to the Super Bowl or one game uh, before the Super Bowl. This Brock, Brock Purdy thing and this game against the Eagles. I love the Niners in this spot. I don't think the Eagles are going to be able to push them around like they did the Giants. Yeah. But boy, history will tell you this is a tough spot for a rookie. Sanchez, Flacco, Roethlisberger, Sean King. I think we're looking at in the championship game, four touchdowns and nine interceptions. What do you think for this game? This guy's not throwing more interceptions and touchdowns. I don't think he is in this game. I mean, mm-hmm. if you consider that he's played 32 quarters and turned it over three times, I don't know. You know, uh, I, I think he I think he'll be efficient with the ball. What does that mean? Does that mean he'll he'll be able to score enough in this game to win? I have my doubts, but look, I've talked to Purdy a couple of times right now. And Sal, I'll tell you that I covered coincidentally the uh the Miami San Francisco game and got 10 minutes with Purdy after the game. And the last thing I said to him is, hey, you're playing Tom friggin' Brady next week in your first start ever in the NFL. And he goes, hey, cool. He's He's been playing football longer than I've been alive. Mm. And, you know, so this kind of stuff doesn't really throw him. And I asked him the other night, too, about, man, you're in a championship game. You're in Philadelphia. That's like the pit of despair, you know, for mm-hmm. road teams. And it, it's going to be really, really tough. And he just said, hey, you know, my whatever it was, sixth or seventh start in college football. I was 18 years old and I went into Austin and there's 100,000 people there. Mm. So I've played in some tough environments and I understand it. I have great respect for the Eagles and all that and blah, blah, blah. But this is the thing about Brock Purdy. 48 starts in four years in a power five conference. Right. So all these people who tell you everything he can't do, he must have done something. Yeah. If he goes 29 and 19 in power five games uh, over four years, starting at age 18. I, I think, I think, look, I don't, I kind of like Philadelphia in this game, but anybody who dismisses the 49ers because they're waiting for Brock Purdy to slip on a banana peel is nuts. Yeah. I mean, I, I like the depth of the 49ers when Jennings is what their fifth option, you know, and he, whatever, he hits that crossing route and puts them in field goal range. Like, Oh yeah. yeah. I forgot about that guy. Um, and, and then on the other end, you're right. What was it? 18 of 22 Eagle starters or somehow affiliated with the pro bowl selection. So it is a, it's a monster matchup. One, one thing about Purdy I, and Peter, it drives me crazy because I pride myself in being able to compare the younger quarterbacks to, you know, somebody else more established uh, through history. I can't pinpoint it. Who does he remind you of? Bill Simmons and I were talking, he says, Rich Gannon. I've heard Joe Montana, you know, obviously that's a lofty comparison, but the guy is so poised when I see him rolling left as a righty and uh, even throwing it out of bounds, being smart about it. I'm just so impressed with him. Who do you, who do you compare him to? Or do you not even want to play that game? I mean, you know, when you say it's always ridiculous to say, who do you compare him to? And then, and then you say Joe Montana, 
because right. you sound like, you know, you're from Mongolia. I mean, <laughs> it, it's it, it's a dumb thing to say, but to me, physically and the way he plays with confidence right off the bat, he does remind me of Montana. Yeah. Now, you know, to say that he's Montana is stupid. I, I don't mm -hmm. say that. I will say this. I said the other day on a show, I said, if you gave me my choice right now between starting a franchise with Brock Purdy or Dak Prescott, I would take Purdy now. And everybody's, oh, my God, how can you say that? The recency bias, blah, blah, blah. Hey, look, one guy is going to make 800,000 next year. The other guy's making 48 yeah. million. Right. One guy has been a turnover machine recently, and the other guy never turns it over. One guy's 23, the other's 30. Mm -hmm. I, it, I don't think it's that controversial a statement, quite honestly. But I, I, just, I, I think he's, I'll tell you one thing. I've talked to Shanahan about him, and the one reason why Shanahan really, really likes him is that he's trustworthy. Mm -hmm. You know, he is going to uh, execute what Shanahan asks him to. Now, whether he succeeds at the execution, that's another thing. But he is going to execute what they practiced all week. And, right. you know, that's all you can ask for as a coach. And I think that's what's made Shanahan happy so far. Yeah, it's going to be great. Uh, the other game should be great if we know Kansas City, Cincinnati. So now I look at everything through a gambling lens. And so that, <laughs> bear with me, I know you don't love this stuff, but when it opened up, the Chiefs should have been a three-point favorite against the Bengals. I don't care if the Bengals have their number, but when it opened up at one and a half, I said, oh boy, Patrick Mahomes, this is this injury is worse. What did it open up? Did it open up Chiefs by one and a half? Chiefs by one and a half. So it's like, okay, th this is not right. He may be in a walking boot by Wednesday. Maybe Romo was right about this. And then immediately public opinion swayed and everybody was on the Bengals. The Bengals were giving two points. And now as of this morning, people see Mahomes full practice Wednesday. Uh, now it's back to the Chiefs favored by one. When you're talking about minus one, plus two, whatever, it probably doesn't fall in that range. But uh, I don't know what to think. Is it is it a high ankle sprain? Because everything I've heard is you're in a walking boot by Wednesday with a high ankle sprain. I mean, when you saw the slow motion replay of that, yeah. I mean, well, if that is, if that isn't if that isn't what either defines high ankle sprain or broken ankle, mm -hmm. I mean, to say that that's an ankle sprain, I I don't know. That's why I think it probably is a high ankle sprain, but I don't know. The other thing, I I will just say this. Kansas City is an incredibly smart organization. Mm -hmm. I do not put it past them at all to tell Mahomes, you know, going in and walking out of that press conference, do everything in your power to not limp. Don't wear a boot. Keep your boot on the other side of the door or whatever. And look, I have no idea whether he's wearing one or not. I, I don't know. But, yeah. but the point is, you know, this is a little bit of spy versus spy. When I was a kid, magazine, spy ver mad magazine, yeah. spy versus spy what one side thinks the other side is thinking that the other side is thinking that the other side is thinking, Interesting. you know? And so what does that do to the Bengals? Does that force Louie and Arumo to say, wow, you know, Mahomes is going to be mobile. So, Hey, we better plan for that. We better run mush rush to make sure he doesn't get out of the pocket. Who knows? So I don't wow. know. I think, I, I think Mahomes 
will be relatively fine, although I think we both know that he's not going to be able to get out of the pocket like he normally does. So you're saying, I'm reading between the lines, and you're saying you would not be surprised if the Chiefs signed Aaron Rodgers by Saturday. <laughs> of course. Looking into it. <laughs> perfect, perfect guy Maybe for that. <laughs> misinterpreted. All right. I have to ask you about my Cowboys because I'm still not over last week and I'm finding myself, first of all, I think it's the most joyous overall sports day of the year. The day after the Cowboys are eliminated. I have fans just <laughs> delight in this. And I find myself defending Dak and McCarthy and, and God forbid Maher. And I don't even know that I believe in these people, but if Jerry Jones came to you and said, Peter, come hang with me on my yacht this summer. What do I need to do with this team next year? What's your pitch? I mean, I think the <laughs> difficult part of this game for Dallas is that it kind of reminds me a little bit of the game one year ago against the 49ers, Ugh. where they ended it with a huge mental faux pas. Okay. And and I don't necessarily only look at this um, at the last play of the game, which was, you know, so Keystone Cops. I'll, you know, I don't care what justification you say of, oh yeah, let's have uh, let's have Ezekiel Elliott snap the ball and be an ineligible receiver. That's smart. Uh, and 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 again. Being an ineligible receiver doesn't mean that he can't get a lateral. I, right. I understand that. But, you know, the Niners saw that and said, we are going to obliterate uh, Zeke Elliott and yeah. we're going to take him totally out of this play, which they did. You know, I just I, I thought so. I thought, first of all, that was dumb. I thought with 49 seconds left that Cavante Turpin, who made this team by returning two kicks in the uh you know in the preseason game against the Chargers that's how we Take made this out. team be mm -hmm. as an explosive home run hitter on special teams i would bet there was not a rusher be you know within 5 yards of him you know at yeah. least 5 to 8 yards and he made a fair catch and as i yeah. wrote hey Cavante, you know what Punt returns don't return themselves for touchdowns. You know, I, I, what are you doing? You need a home run here. And you didn't even get a ground rule double. By the way, he no. took two steps back and made a fair oh. catch, which you're not even, if, you, if you're on the five and take a step back, isn't that always the thing? Just let it go in the yeah, end yeah, zone? Exactly. So, but yeah. the, other, the other thing is the clock management at the end and waiting. Yeah. Should we call a timeout? What do we do and all that? And then obviously Dak Prescott, throwing the ball right into Dre Greenlaw's bread basket. And I talked to Greenlaw after the game. He was in big time mourning over just blowing <laughs> a playoff pick six because right. that's what it would have been. What would yep. the conversation have been like on Monday morning if that was the last throw that Dak Prescott made this season or one of them because they would have gotten a kickback and they would have made some desperation throws. But the last throw of any significance that he made this season. They I agree. Blood. And I, it went from uh, he had an OK game with some excusable you know, moments to that would have been one of the worst playoff games. With I don't think it was even yeah. OK. I would give him a D at best in that game. I, you know, and plus just overall with the Cowboys. Yeah. Just after playing a great game on uh, on on Monday night, 
Then you got Dan Quinn doing two job interviews on Friday. And I'm not blaming him. I'm blaming that. I'm blaming the league for this idiotic policy Mm -hmm. that allows this is what it allowed in this case. It allowed an incredibly valuable employee in a short week where you come off a trip and get back to your facility at two o'clock Tuesday morning. And then you got a short week preparing for the two seed on the road, 1800 miles away. So what do you do? This guy does interviews for six hours or whatever it was. It's just it all the everything about last week for the Cowboys. I hate. And by the way, I don't blame Dan Quinn for that. And I and if I have to choose, uh, by the way, Jerry Jones just threw you off his yacht. He doesn't like any of these ideas. Uh, You're going to have to swim to shore. But no, if I have to choose between Dan Quinn and McCarthy, I stick with Dan Quinn. And I hate that rule so much. In fact, if I'm Denver or Houston or Indianapolis, my first question to a Dan Quinn is, are you the type of guy who would abandon your team during a playoff run to do an interview that you could have easily done a a week or two weeks from now? Is that job really not going to be there if Dan Quinn says, hey, I can't do this until the Wednesday after uh, we're eliminated. Well, the problem is this is this this is a problem, a big problem, because let's say you're Indianapolis and -hmm. you're Jim Ursay and Chris Ballard and you say, we'll wait, we'll respect your time until after the game. And then what happens if on Sunday night after the game, Dan Quinn walks off the field and Michael Bidwill announces uh, we made an agreement with Dan Quinn to be our next head coach. Right. You know, I mean, so there's nothing standing in the way right. of them doing that. Okay. So, so that is why you don't say uh, we'll wait uh, it, because if you're really interested in them, you won't wait. Yeah, I get that. No, I just, from Dan Quinn's perspective, I, I just hate it because it's, you know, I know Friday's usually a down day anyway, but you say these interviews are six hours. You also have to prepare for the interviews too. So that's yeah. time you're taking away from but the But even if, Cowboys. even if, hey Sal, even if Dan Quinn goes home and takes a nap, he's got to be totally spent after mm-hmm. this week, a short right. week preparing for Kyle Shanahan. Come on. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So so you're absolutely spent anyway. And now you've got to be up for six or eight hours to impress these people enough to want to hire you. And mm-hmm. I mean, I, I can't imagine what Dan Quinn must have felt like Saturday night going to bed in San Jose. I, I, just, I can't imagine he, he, he had to he had to be just totally fried. Well, I think you can imagine because you are totally fried and I don't know how you do it. And by the way, I think you should. I don't know how well this would go over. Write your column this week on Friday. Apologize in advance. Say, you know what? I just don't want to be bothered on Sunday. I would like to just enjoy the game. I just want to watch the games and have six beers. Yeah, yeah, that's all. To, uh, to write a uh, hundred things, I think, and just recap old Seinfeld episodes. And yeah, I think you deserve it. I think that's uh, see what people would say. I, I like know. that thought. <laughs> uh, I have been a fan for a very long. In fact, I think I was probably delivering Newsday in uh, East Northport, Long Island, as a thirteen-year-old when you were a beat writer. Right? You went to SI in '89. Uh, yeah, I love. I mean, I love Newsday. Yeah. I absolutely love Newsday. I, I love my four years there. I really, I love the people there. I love that market. Uh, yeah, that was a great, great place for me to kind of cut my NFL teeth. Yeah. 
Lots of fun. Well, I enjoy a lot of people got their newspaper late because I would read your column first before I uh, ended up uh, throwing it in my basket and delivering it. Thanks so much, uh, Peter King. Uh, big news. He's reporting Aaron Rodgers to the Chiefs. So look for that. Um, <laughs> uh, I really appreciate it. Thanks for okay, coming on. Sal, thank you very much. All right. Take care. Lots of fun. Thanks, Peter. Okay. Hey, no problem. Enjoyed it. Have a great take weekend. Care, huh? You too. All right. Get some See rest. You, Pretty good parlay kid. Pretty good. Peter King talking about this. So this might be a charade that the chiefs are uh, imposing on everybody. This Patrick Mahomes, maybe it's not even Patrick Mahomes. Is there Eddie spaghetti says a conspiracy that anytime they show Patrick Mahomes at practice, it's not really him. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I go that far. I'm not sure I go that far, but it could be a ploy. I mean, it would make sense that, you know, Hey, you want the Bengals to game plan for uh, a Patrick Mahomes that's 100%, right? <laughs> for sure, Sal. You got to keep your opponent guessing uh, yeah. at this point. So uh, I I uh, agree with Peter King, and I, I don't believe that uh, Mahomes is anywhere near 100%. High ankle sprain uh, is definitely a pretty a significant injury. Mahomes will be playing, but he will not be playing pain-free. He'll be hobbled. Will not mm -hmm. be hundred um, percent. So yeah, I, I like what Peter King had to say. Great guest, Sal. Another great guest. There you go. There you go. All right, listen. We uh, we're gonna do Sharp Tank. We we're gonna skip it. I was like, what kind of? What do you guys have? You're like, oh, we all have football props. I said, well, we just did football props. But you guys have uh, incredible gambling addictions, and you just want to add to it, right? So, brother yes. Bry, start us off with Sharp sure. Tank. How, how did you do I'm last week with Sharp Tank? I lost. Oh, you had UFC, right? You had, uh, uh, what's yeah, his name, lost? Glover Teixeira. Um, yeah, he got his face, like, caved in. Like, my, January, my January yeah. has not been great. It hasn't been great. Um, mm. I told you I was going to do a prop, but I lied. I'm, I'm actually, I was thinking about this. Yeah. Probably, the, you, you said something at the beginning, and it. I was, like, immediately, like, that should, something you said registered with me. I was like, that's got to be my play. What about when uh when I made to twenty dollars driving a lawnmower said. into the pool? I don't know what you said, but <laughs> oh, all okay. of a sudden I'm like, I gotta go with the Eagles first half minus one yeah. and a half. And so, you know, I liked them for the game a lot, but first half, look, they've been by far the best team in the first half all season. When we saw it early in the season, we saw it last week in terms of mm -hmm. just absolute blowouts in the first half. They have outscored teams. I think by 8.3 points in the first half this season, 13 and five against the spread in the first half. I think eight and two at home against the spread in the first half. I, I just, I could, this could be one of those games again, a couple of big plays early for the Eagles, the crowd going crazy being tough a little bit for Purdy early on in this game. Mm -hmm. So I really like that. I think it's yeah. minus minus one forty money line or minus one and a half, but I'll take the, Minus one and a half. And yeah, minus one shoot, you might be right. Do I hedge already? I'm going to be honest with you guys because you're, <laughs> you're amongst my closest friends. My big like tuition money bet, as the parlay kid would call it, is Cincinnati plus seven and a uh, plus seven and a half. San Francisco plus 14 and a half Ooh. minus 200. For trying to have a thousand dollars. And uh and so I, I got some hedging to do, right? Do I wait? Or or mm. I, I, I believe what I said was we're going to know right away in the first couple of possessions. <laughs> and if it's an Eagles avalanche like we saw last week. Well, 
I'll, yeah, I'll, maybe San Fran could get back in it. I, I don't know. Well, I'm that's sure. where that's where it's tough. I mean, I will say I feel like the Eagles in games have taken their foot off the gas more. So, like, mm. I, I think if the Eagles look, if the Eagles go up early in this game, it's going to be really tough for a team like San Francisco that needs to run the ball really well. Right. I feel like to get back into this game. But yeah, for whatever reason, they play really well. And you think about last week, right? 49ers were totally lucky to be leading at the half against oh, the Cowboys. That crazy. So it makes me sick. I could just yeah. see it in a better environment, right? At Philly, crowd going mm-hmm. nuts early in that game. They make one big play offensively on that first drive. Um, right. They're covering that half. Yeah. All right. All right, Harry. What do you got? I gave out Goddard for first touchdown. I'm going to give him out also in Sharp Tank for over four and a half receptions at minus 123. Had five last week. Had six in last year's playoff game versus the Bucks, And in his last three playoff games, 25 targets, 25, huh. 18 receptions, averaging six over his last three playoff games. Hurts, I mentioned in the, the first touchdown talk, loves going to him. We know this. Got it over four and a half receptions. All right. Wow. It's all very Eagles heavy. This uh, Polly kid, you're, you're jumping on Queen no, Sleep with Philly. No, Sal, come on. I'm, you know, I'm okay. I got to have a plus in front of mine. So I'm like, that's right. You know, that's I'm right. Not doing what, uh, Harry's throwing yeah, out Brian and his, Brian and, and his not, minus so, 133s. I mean, Brunson <laughs> plus 110 over five and a half assists cash for me tonight. Right. My EP pick of the day. Um, Randall was my bonus pick. It was a minus minus one seventeen. But mm-hmm. and then my Sabers, my Buffalo Sabers, so they almost blew team. it again. They almost blew it again. But at plus one fifty eight, go on the road, beat the Winnipeg Jets. Matt Maricon is that? Are they again. your favorite New York hockey team? Right I'm now? telling you. Well, I mean, <laughs> you see what the how the island. You know, I never give up on my Islanders in I terms know. of. Uh, I know. But uh, the Sabers are certainly a much more exciting team than the Islanders. I'll tell you that mm-hmm. much. And they are a New York team, so I kind of like them. But uh, so I'm going to take this. It's my uh, my sharp tank bet. I I did hit I, on Chase anytime right. touchdown last week. That hit early, boom, winner. I've won my last couple. Uh, so you hit the week I, before that every team would score, right? Yes. Yep. And I've been mm-hmm. looking for that again in some type of format on Caesars. I Tough can't find week. it because you know yeah. I definitely hit last year when it was like each team to score one plus touchdowns in each half. I cannot right. find that. That being said, Sal, I'm taking Cincy, highest scoring team at plus two thirty this weekend. It's a fun one. Uh, I think the, in terms of the odds, I think it's uh, is it the Eagles one, Cincy two. Well, either way, uh, mm-hmm. Cincy's at plus two thirty. I have them winning thirty one twenty seven. I have the Eagles winning twenty seven twenty four. So it only makes sense for me to take them at plus two thirty. Highest scoring team this weekend. Jump on it. Interesting. All right. Well, this is hypocritical. I mean, what are the 49ers? Did you see? Did you have those odds for them? Uh, they are. They have to be the uh, longest long long shot, right? Uh, yeah. 49ers are plus 400. So it's the Eagles uh, plus 220. Since uh, Cincy plus 230. KC plus 260. San yeah. Fran plus 400, Sal. So. I did not like, like I said, what I saw out of that Chiefs defense. I really felt like a more focused Trevor Lawrence could have not put him away, but made that a game in the late second, early third quarter, but they kind of fell asleep. So Cincinnati, while I just gave my scores and it would, I have San Francisco scoring 29 and Cincinnati scoring 26. I think I'm betting both of those. 
So I will take yours, Pauly kid. I'm, I'll I'll take the plus four hundred and the plus. What'd you say? Two thirty, two forty. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. One of those two teams is going to be the highest scoring team uh, this okay. weekend, and uh, so I'll lean on yours uh, for Sharp Tank. There you go. Uh, not bad. We got our extra points. Dot com slash arcade. Uh, do it. Get a gold cap, hundred bucks. Beautiful. Join the contest. Um, Jimmy Kimmel Live Thursday. Twenty years. 20 years, Parley kid. Mikey Meatballs was how how old? Four? Four. Is that right? Holy crap. Kyle was just a baby because I just remember sitting at your wedding and Jimmy was telling telling us about this was going to be happening. And then sure enough, a few months later, there's Jimmy. uh, right after the Super Bowl, right? Was it at what was that? It was it was the oh. night of the Super Bowl. Tampa Bay, uh, Oakland, right. the Raiders at the time. Oakland. Yes, uh, yes. Tampa George Bay Clooney, wins. right, Sal? Clooney, Snoop Dogg were the guests. Uh, oh, an audience man. member. We served them beer. A woman vomited in the front row, and uh, that was it. <laughs> we never served beer again. We were supposed to have Gruden on via satellite. We helicoptered in Warren Sapp uh, after the game, which was crazy that that actually happened. But Gruden never showed up. Uh, he got his about 18, you have, 19 you years later. You didn't have uh, Barrett Robbins on the show? We didn't have him, no. Right. Mm-hmm. He was, uh, he, he, we couldn't <laughs> find him. We're still looking for him. But uh, it was an amazing night. We were also preempted an hour. So I think that show didn't go on until like probably 1.15 Eastern time. Man, but, uh, amazing. Coldplay, Coldplay was on Hollywood Boulevard. It was quite a night. And it's uh, it, it actually makes me sad that it was 20 years ago. Because yeah, we're very, yeah, I just very think old. 20 years from now, we'll be in our mid 70s practically. No, so. that's it. I think about that. <laughs> I was like, uh, yeah, Babyface, do you remember that show? You were like, this show's not going to make it, right? Oh, I completely remember it. Like I told you, uh, I actually had the pleasure of working on an MTV show that you guys had shot like the, the weekend before. Kind of not like the, su- yeah, the, day, the day before. It was so <laughs> stupid that we had we were focused on um, Wee Man from Jackass kicking him through the goalpost. Uh, when Jimmy has this uh, a burden of carrying a talk show like a day later, like what the hell were we doing? <laughs> yes, into a vat of nacho cheese, and I, right. I, 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 I couldn't that. believe it. And and yeah, I was I was living in Brooklyn at the time, and I remember I like I like raced home from a Super Bowl party to to watch it, and yeah, yeah it was incredibly looked like a, a fun time, and it still is. It looks like. A story Jimmy tells, he was, um, I mean, we had nothing prepared. We really didn't. He didn't have cue cards. He didn't have anything. We like just, he was just going to talk. It was a talk show and he was just going to go out there and talk. And the way we used to do it is he would do an entrance from outside the building and they would, they would record it and follow him inside the building. And he would right. like pull a switch and the lights would pretend to go on, even though that was uh superimposed. Uh, but, um, he had a coughing fit right before he's to do the walk about a minute before about three minutes before. And he's like, I need some cough drops. I don't know why those Luden, those red cough drops. He's like, I need one. And the sound guy, they were like $2. And he asked like the audio guy for $2. And the guy like had the money, but wouldn't give it to him. That's how unsure we were. If the, if the show was going to last <laughs> even three more minutes, if it was going to last. Amazing. And so finally, like the, uh, I think the makeup artist gave him $2 and he like, shoved a bunch of them in his mouth and, and kept it together for the monologue. Can but, we uh, uh, find that person and uh, have them try to. a little bit? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we should find some cough drops for sure. Yeah. <laughs> no kidding. So uh, 20 years, uh, congratulations to the crew and Jimmy and everyone at Jimmy Kimmel live. Mario Bosco was a guest. So many uh, to go over. And uh, 
Thank you to uh, Peter King for coming on. That was a fun interview. It's been uh, years in the making. Glad he could join us. That's another episode of Against the Odds for Mikey Meatballs, for Babyface Soul Jolliman, and the Degenerate Trifecta. I'm Sal saying so long and happy handicap. Na, 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 na